a diagnosis, something that we spend years and years searching for. And then when we get it, we feel like we got an answer. But did we really? Did your diagnosis answer the question, why? If it didn't, you're in the right place. I'm going to teach you the why behind your health struggles right here on the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Ladies, I have a special, special, special treat for you today. I'm going to talk to Dr. Deb. She is a licensed medical doctor, MD, from North Carolina. She has her own practice right there in Charlotte, correct? That's right. Charlotte, North Carolina. She started off in the Western medicine world, in pediatrics specifically, and then with her own health issues with the thyroid, she decided that, hey, there's this other cool route called functional medicine. And now she is a functional medicine specialist. So tune in today. We're going to go through her story with her Hashimoto's and thyroid issues. And we're really going to tackle hormones and menopause. Because so many times we think hot flashes and weight gain and all this fun stuff with menopause is, quote, normal. But it doesn't need to be. And she's going to teach us how we can help get our hormones balanced. And if you're wondering if you have symptoms of hormone imbalance, you can check out a free copy of her book at isityourhormones.com. Dr. Deb, I'm super excited to have you on today. Let's talk all things hormones, menopause, thyroid. But first off, share us a little bit of your background, who you are, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I started off my medical career as a pediatrician, like you said, and I was really interested in preventive health and wellness, and pediatrics is full of that. So I thought it was a great choice. And I was trucking right along, and I just knew that something about me wasn't normal. I was tired all the time. I was gaining weight, and nothing that I was doing seemed to help get rid of that belly fat. And then the worst is that I was so irritable. I was shrieking at my kids just way too often. At your four when, boys, which yeah, four is a handful. Boys. But, you know, in the beginning, I was calm, and I had this, you know, nice mom voice, and I'd say, come on, boys, please, let's take the ball outside now. And then I got to the place where I'd hear one of the kids kicking the ball in the house, and my head would spin around, and flames would shoot out of my ears, and this exorcist voice would come out of me, get the ball out of my house now. (laughs) And I was so embarrassed, ashamed, guilty to behave that way. Although I do have to say, they moved way faster for the exorcist voice. (laughs) But I knew that this wasn't me. Like I knew that just something was, was not right, but I didn't understand what was going on because nothing in my medical training helped me understand why I was feeling this way. I wasn't sick. I wasn't depressed. I didn't know. And my poor husband had to put up with me. He didn't know what the heck to do with me most of the time. And and I remember on our 10th anniversary, we were out for dinner. We were enjoying a lovely glass of wine. And one minute I'm looking across the table thinking, you know, he's my knight in shining armor. I'm so lucky. And just like that, I'm thinking, who is this barbarian? And why am I married to this man anyway? Like it just (laughs) whiplash. And he didn't know what to do with me. But he came across a book one day. It was written by Suzanne Summers, and it was a book about women's hormones. And when he looked on the back cover and he saw, you know, the little pointers, he saw a lot of things that he recognized there. And so he suggested that I might want to read the book. 
And you can just imagine how as medical doctors, we love to get our information from celebrities, right? Like Christy Snow from Three's Company. Seriously, I did not want to read the book. I was super negative about it, but I knew that something was wrong and this was not normal. So I read the book and that book really changed my life because when I read about the women in the book, you know, the stories about these other women who were just like me and how much better they felt when they got their hormones in balance, it really allowed me to open my mind and to realize that there is another way that they did not teach me at medical school and that just prescribing drugs all day kind of puts a band-aid over the symptoms, but it doesn't really create wellness. And if we can get to the root cause of why somebody's not feeling good, then we can create wellness and get things back to normal again. So after reading the book, I was able to figure out that it was my hormones that were making me act like this crazy lady. And once I got my hormones back in balance, I got my energy back, my kids got their mom back, my husband got his wife back, I got my life back. Mm-hmm. But I could not go back to just writing prescriptions all day long because it just didn't make sense anymore. And so that's when I retired completely from pediatrics and I retrained and started my practice. And so now for the last 14 years, I've been working with men and women to get their hormones back in balance so they can get well, often get off a lot of those prescription drugs and love the way they feel. Yeah, that's so key. When you say actually figure out the root cause to why, that's what intrigued me when I heard about functional medicine. And when I went through chiropractic school, I literally got suspended because I was using functional medicine on a patient. And I was doing everything, you know, with my clinician and I had all all, all the, it was when the head honcho got word of what I was doing. He put a crackdown on it. And the funny thing was, was, the school I went to, I chose it for a specific reason because they have a master's degree in functional medicine. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go get my chiropractic degree. I'm going to go get the doctor's license so I can pull the records I need to pull, do the labs I need to run. And then I'm going to get this master's degree on top of it. And the funny thing was, is I got into the program and I got accepted. And I asked the director and I said, what kind of labs do you teach? He says, oh, we don't teach labs. You don't teach labs? you're just going to give me book work then like totally was not for me. So I went a different route and I got my education, my functional medicine training through a different route, but I didn't just dip my toes in the water. Like I've seen some of your call. I've seen our colleagues really dip your toe, their toes in the water by going to a, a weekend seminar and calling themselves functional medicine doctor. Like, no, 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 no. It goes way beyond. It can get complex. It's not just an elimination diet. It's not just you know, throwing testosterone, a pellet of testosterone into your bum because you have low T. Like there's, there's much more to it. So when it comes to your story and how you transformed yours, what was a, uh, like a key lifestyle change that you had to make that really helped? Well, one of the things that changed more than anything else is changing how I was treating my thyroid because I knew that I had Hashimoto's, right? Which is an autoimmune condition that damages your thyroid gland. And I'd been on thyroid medication for 10 years already at that point. And I got a whole story about it. It took a long time to even get that diagnosis, but usually does. So when I finally got the diagnosis or, and, and started on Synthroid, I felt no better. I literally could tell no difference. And that's all that they teach us in medical school is if you're low in thyroid, you take the pill until you're you know, 
lab test is normal and then you're normal. And, but I still had all the symptoms and really in conventional medicine, if you take the thyroid hormone treatment and your lab tests are normal and you just still don't feel good, then you must be depressed and need an antidepressant. Or if you can't lose weight and you're complaining that you're so tired all the time, you must be lazy and you must need to get up and go exercise. And so recognizing that changing my diet, going off gluten was one huge thing that I did that really transformed for me, getting a lot of the sugary, starchy carbohydrates out of my diet really helped me to feel better. And I changed how I was treating my thyroid. I changed to a natural thyroid hormone. My thyroid gland by that point had been so damaged that I still needed to take something, but, but it was a completely new way of looking at thyroid that I never learned at medical school. So you went gluten-free, changed to a natural thyroid hormone. Gluten-free is key for Hashimoto's because it's the actual chemical compound of gluten. If you were to throw it underneath the microscope and look at the chemistry structure, it looks very similar to the thyroid tissue. And the immune system can get confused about which one to attack. So it attacks both. Now, are you gluten-free like forever, ever? So I do stay off gluten because I just feel better when I don't eat it. Yeah, that's... That would be so hard for me. I don't do dairy. Dairy for me is my culprit. I get asthma and all sorts of fun stuff from dairy, but I love my bread. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll, I don't eat it all the time, but there are occasions where I eat gluten-free. So if you're gluten-free forever, props to you. It's impressive. Okay. So gluten-free then the natural thyroid. So you went from Synthroid to now what do you take? different brands because they've been having trouble getting them. So NP thyroid or armor thyroid or nature thyroid, one of the desiccated thyroids because it contains right. a whole range of the different thyroid hormones instead of just a synthetic one. And it works yeah. so much better for me. Right. So Dr. Deb, if you don't mind me asking, because you have the MD background and you're, I, we don't have licenses to prescriptions, you do. Walk us through the difference in your thyroid medications because people will say, oh, well, I took Synthroid or I took Levothyroxine or I took Armour Thyroid and, and then, you know, when like I got worse before I got better. And then they switch over to something different and now they feel the difference in a, in a better way. Right. Um, and so that was the case for me. So, well, I guess I didn't get worse. I just got nothing when I went on the Synthroid. I could really tell no difference. So Synthroid is synthetically made thyroid hormone called T4. And uh -huh. so your thyroid gland makes T4, comes out of your thyroid gland and it goes around and around in your bloodstream, but it doesn't really do anything. And then when it gets into your tissues, you have to convert it over into T3. And that's the thyroid hormone that your cells actually need. So that T3 tells your cells to generate more energy and warm you up and keep your bowels moving and keep your skin, hair and nails healthy and keep your libido going and your brain sharp and your mood good and all the important things that thyroid does. So when you swallow Synthroid or the generic versions like levothyroxine, it's just T4 that's made in a lab. And when you swallow it, it goes around and around. But we as women don't always do a great job of converting it into the T3 that our cells need. So it makes our lab tests look normal, but it doesn't make us feel Ew. normal. And so this was my story. The alternative is that we can get natural desiccated thyroid. There are a number of different brands, Armour Thyroid, Nature Thyroid, NP Thyroid. And these, they contain a whole range of thyroid hormones. So they contain T1, T2, T3, T4, calcitonin. They, they contain things that medical science never even bothered to look at. And these have been used for over a hundred years. These predate the FDA. So doctors have been using them for a really long time. 
But in the 70s, when this synthetic kind was made, it seemed newfangled and fancy and modern. So we assumed that it was better. And we assumed that everybody would take the T4 and make it into the T3. We didn't realize that it just doesn't work for everybody. So I find that I see a whole lot of people who either they're sure their thyroid hormone is off because they don't feel good, but their doctor says that they're normal. And a lot of times it can be an adrenal problem or other things going on that are causing similar symptoms. But the other really common thing I see is they're already on the thyroid hormone, usually the synthetic kind, and their lab tests are normal and they still don't feel good. And very, very commonly, um, if we switch them to the natural stuff, they feel a lot better. And no matter what the, what, whether they're on thyroid or not, we need to get the whole body healthy because the thyroid hormone can only go so far. We each need to take charge of our own health and really make sure that we're doing the things that we can do to be well because the hormones can only go so far. So you need to put the yeah. hormones in a healthy body. Yeah. The hormones are just one piece, one system. When you have multiple systems inside your body, they all affect each other. And it's one, your body is one remarkable machine with multiple pieces that play a role amongst each other. So super cool. Lots of people will totally understand the whole thyroid normal. I feel like crap still being. So transition into menopause. And as women start hitting 40, 45, I mean, talk to us about what menopause is. Because I've literally had women say, I don't even know what menopause is. when, When I know I'm in it, when I know I'm out of it, like menopause, what is it? So the simplest definition is that it's 12 months since your last period. So if you go for a whole year and you don't have a period, congratulations, you're in menopause. That's the simple way. But there's a lot of complications to this. So one complication is doctors will often do a blood test to tell you if you're in menopause. But that blood test, which is an FSH, is really just telling you whether or not your ovaries are ovulating well anymore. So they're kind of telling you, do you need to use birth control anymore? But it has nothing to do with, are you still getting your period? So sometimes women will say, my doctor told me I was in menopause, but yet they're still having a period every month. So that's just confusing. And another really complicated one is a lot of women maybe have an IUD or they've had a uterine ablation where the uterine lining is treated to prevent them from having a period or they've had a partial hysterectomy. So their uterus has been removed, but their ovaries still remain. So they're not having a period, but their ovaries are still working. So are they in menopause? Are they not in menopause? All gets really confusing. So it shouldn't be so hard to be able to define, are you in menopause or not? But actually sometimes it's kind of tricky. And people can go through five, 10 years of this transition in life. And it's going to be different for every woman. Like you, like you said, it's depending on your scenario, whether you had the partial hysterectomy or the ablation or whatever the case may be. So when you hit these symptoms or these symptoms start to arise, the hot flashes, the weight gain, I mean, you name it, what would you as a physician do about that? The first thing, if women are starting to notice these changes, and and I would say, if you think about puberty, right, there's all these changes that go on before your period stops. And menopause is just the same thing in reverse. There's all these changes that go on before your period stops. Um, So while you're in this transition, there is a lot that can be done in order to optimize your hormone balance to feel better. And the first thing would be to make sure that you're eating a healthy diet. And the kind of food that helps with hormone balance are healthy fats. So 
wild caught fish and nuts and seeds, avocado, coconut oil. So healthy fats are really good because these hormones are made out of fat. They're made out of cholesterol and also getting lots of fruits and vegetables in the diet. So lots of fruits and vegetables of many different colors, getting enough fiber in your diet, a lot of green leafy vegetables and cruciferous vegetables. So cruciferous vegetables are broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, kale. This group of vegetables is so important for your hormones because they actually help your body process estrogen in a healthier way. So a healthy diet is really, really important for hormone balance. The next thing that's really important is regular physical activity. So going for your walk or, you know, doing your squats and your sit-ups and whatever it is that you enjoy doing for your exercise. Exercise is another really important way to help keep your hormones in balance. And then the third one that is humongous, especially right now, is managing your stress in a healthy way. Because when you're stressed, your cortisol level rises. And cortisol is the stress hormone from your adrenal glands that helps you cope with stress. So if it happens to you on a Tuesday afternoon, you get all stressed out, your cortisol goes up, great, that helps. The problem is when you've got stresses day in and day out and your cortisol stays up, cortisol knocks your other hormones out of whack and stress is an enormous cause of hormone symptoms for women, especially women going through menopause. So breathing exercises, meditation, laughter, prayer, yoga, walking, all these things that can be stress reducers actually really go a long way to help women with their menopausal symptoms and to make them better. And, you know, I do a lot of hormone testing in my practice and it's not that unusual for women to come in and we, you know, do some hormone testing. And now while we're waiting for the results, we talk to them about cutting the sugar out of their diet and going for their walk and starting some breathing exercises. And it's really not unusual for them to come back to get their hormone test results. And already the hot flashes are getting better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you talk about cortisol, the cortisol then creates spikes in blood sugar and blood sugar chaos often leads to the hot flashes. One of the things when I do with with women and, and specifically hot flashes is we have to fix two things, the stress, and the blood sugar, and then go hand in hand. Absolutely. Those are very helpful tips. The first tip, eating a healthy diet, make sure you get your healthy fats in because the top, the very top of the hormone cascade is that cholesterol. And your estrogen gets produced by cholesterol. If you don't have enough healthy fat, you don't have enough product to make estrogen, which is our big culprit in menopause. Get your fruits and vegetables, especially the cruciferous vegetables, exercise, managing stress. I love that you included laughter. Laughter is like the easiest form of stress relief. And yet, as adults, how often do we do it? No, that's right. Like actually a true a true laugh, not just a chuckle or a ha-ha or one that you're actually laughing to the point where you're crying, right? Yeah. Okay. Those are awesome tips. Going through with menopause. Say, so if someone's moving up, we did the, they're moving into menopause. Those are the, the quick three things that they can do to make menopause a, a transition smoother. Say somebody's in menopause, they're experiencing the hot flashes, they're experiencing the weight gain. How do we go from, I'm in, I'm a hot mess. How do I get out of it? Yeah. Well, and you know, I would say too, like the hot flashes are super annoying. They can be embarrassing. I remember one lady was telling me she works as a bank executive. So she's in like the big, you know, the boardroom with all the men, male bank executives. And she'd get these hot flashes and she'd be wearing like a a silk blouse. And, you know, you get the pit stains from the Uh sweat. Like it's so embarrassing, right? But 
that's really not the worst of it. If that was all you had to deal with, you'd like put up with it, unless they're like really, really bad. The part that I feel like more women say is the worst is that your brain just becomes unreliable. Yeah, the brain so, fog. Yeah, trying yes. to remember words and people's names and why did you walk in the room and where you left the car keys and there's just not enough sticky notes to keep track of anything. And, and you know, you can't help but worry that like, is this the early signs of Alzheimer's? Where is this going? It can be kind of scary. So brain dysfunction is a big deal. And then also with the vaginal dryness, um, discomfort and pain with sex is another really bad thing. I mean, it can really be painful and that is not good for relationships because of course you're not going to be interested if it hurts. And so intimacy is really important. So there's a lot of these things that go on with menopause that are a lot bigger deals than uh, like hot flashes frequently are sort of more of a nuisance, but menopausal symptoms are more than a nuisance. I mean, this can be really life-changing and it affects our mood. You know, sometimes we're, we feel more depressed. Estrogen is like a natural antidepressant and progesterone, which is the other one that goes along with estrogen is like a natural anti-anxiety and testosterone, which changes at menopause too. A lot of women think of it as the male hormone, but women have testosterone too. And testosterone is our confidence, motivation, self-esteem, get up and go, our competitive drive. So when our hormones are off, it affects how we feel. It affects how we relate to other people, how we react to the world around us. It really has a role in who we are. And so the most common thing that women complain about when they come in to see me is actually not about the hot flashes. The most common thing that I hear is, I just want to feel like myself again. I just, Mm -hmm. I don't feel normal. And all I want is just to get back to normal again. Yeah, exactly. The, my body's betraying me. Please help it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. So when women come in and they're, they're feeling like a hot mess, like you were saying, and they really want more help and they've already worked on the nutritional things, and, you know, their lifestyle habits, and that's not been enough to get them back to feeling like themselves again. One of the things that we often look at is bioidentical hormones and bioidentical hormones are a natural form of hormone. So they are an exact match to the kind of hormones that are in your body. And what we are looking for is to use a low dose of the natural hormones in order to get you back to feeling like yourself. They are not the exact same thing as the synthetic menopausal hormone replacement therapy that we use typically in the past. And some of the advantages to the natural hormones are that, first of all, we can measure your levels. So we can kind of know if we've given you about the right amount. Whereas for the synthetic drugs that we used to use for women's hormone replacement, there's no drug, there's no blood test for those. So there was no way to test for them. So doctors never measured hormone levels at all. And because we can really adjust things and fine tune, we can really find a dose where you're feeling your best and you can just get back to feeling like yourself again. So not everybody needs hormone replacement therapy, but for the women who do, it's a really nice way to get back to feeling like yourself again. And I love that you said test. I've had people come in with this issue with menopause or they're, let's say they're on a testosterone pellet they're 30 years old and their libido's gone and they have no energy. And so somebody said, oh, you're, you're low T. So here you go. When it comes to the testing, you got to get the full-fledged testing. There's a compound pharmacist in my area here who's very well known for creating some pretty high levels of hormones. And she doesn't test when she's doing this. She just goes off of symptoms. And of course, you know, if you go from a, a testosterone level of 13 to now 1300, of course, you're going to feel good. Of course, you're going to have high libido. But as a 36-year-old woman, 
your, if your libido was greater than your husband all the time, like that's not how a woman should feel. You need to have high libido at that time of the month when our bodies are saying, okay, it's now time to have mama and get a, and get a baby type thing. We're not men. We're not made to be men. So I love that you said test. If you're going to do the bioidentical hormones and they, and they work, just make sure you're doing them with somebody who's testing and doing them correctly. I am no expert in bioidentical hormones. In fact, I've never used them ever with a patient. If you want an expert, talk to Deb. She's, the, she's an expert. But it is important, like you said, because for women, we know how it feels if testosterone is low or progesterone is low or estrogen is low or cortisol is high or cortisol is low or thyroid, you know, so, but there's a lot of overlap. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling flat and you're kind of just making your way through your day without that zip and that spark that you want back again, is it because you're low in estrogen or testosterone or is it a cortisol problem or a thyroid problem? If we don't, if we don't look at the hormones, if we don't test them, we can't really know that we're actually doing the right thing. And what we're looking for is we're looking for balance because estrogen and testosterone balance each other, estrogen and progesterone, um, cortisol and thyroid work together, cortisol and insulin work together. They, they're all interconnected. And what we're looking for is balance. So sometimes women can have symptoms and especially if they go to their regular doctor and they, and if you can actually get your regular doctor to measure your hormones, which is difficult to do, but oftentimes they'll come back and they'll just say that you're normal, which is super frustrating when you know you don't feel normal. But if one hormone is high normal and the other hormone is low normal, but technically they both landed in the normal range, you'll be told you're normal, but you've got this imbalance and you don't feel good. And if we could just help you to get back into balance, then a lot of times those symptoms go away. So looking at a comprehensive hormonal picture to really understand how all the different hormones work together, I think is really, really important. And I also think that it would be a good idea to know what's going on in the rest of your body. Because when you're putting hormones in your body, your liver, which is your main organ of detox, has to get rid of yesterday's hormones that you've taken in order to make way for tomorrow's. And if your liver is not doing a great job, then the hormones can accumulate and the estrogen can turn into harmful kinds of estrogen and you can end up having more side effects. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we know that your liver pathways are working well, then you can celebrate having the benefits of the hormones and feel good. So we need to make sure that women are detoxing and not full of toxins, which we live in this crazy world. We're all exposed to so many chemicals every day in our skincare products and plastics and pesticide residues and everywhere. So so being a good detoxifier is important and having a healthy gut is important because if you have the wrong kinds of bacteria living in your gut, then some of those bacteria create an enzyme that just pulls estrogen back in your system. So your liver dumps yesterday's estrogen in your gut so you can poop it out. But if you're pulling too much of it back in your system, then it's not working. Or if you're mm-hmm. constipated, then it sits there for a while, more of it gets pulled back into your system. So you need the right gut bugs, you need to be moving your bowels regularly, yeah. um, you need to be absorbing your vitamins and minerals properly, because of course you need the right vitamins and minerals to make these hormones and balance them out. So it's really important that we're putting the hormones in a healthy body and that we're looking at women with a holistic approach and not just that you walk into your doctor's office and you complain of hot flashes and they write you the prescription for estrogen and see you next year. Exactly. I love it. Love it. Love it. I was watching one of your videos on Facebook. I don't know when you did this, but you were in, your, in a hotel room and look like you're like, look, my hotel room's trying to make my hormones oh. because you were showing the facial cleansers and and all the toxins and the chemicals inside all that fun stuff that we just grabbed from the counter at the at the hotel because we forgot it ourselves and use it. 
So we literally are bombarded with all these things. Don't don't blame yourself for having your health in the position that it's in because you're really just a product of your environment and there's only so much we can control. If, and it's very little. So, But I think that's a good point because sometimes, especially as women are more and more informed and you realize, oh my gosh, there's toxins in this cleaner and there's toxins in this you know, skincare product. And it can be very overwhelming and you can't avoid everything. It is literally, you would have to, I don't know, move to Mars. It is literally impossible to I'm sure there's it. chemicals on Mars too. I'm sure there is. Well, as soon as we get there, we'll bring them with us. But, but it's important to take some steps, right? Do, do some things that matter a lot. Like don't microwave in plastic. You know, try to use the glass containers in your kitchen instead of the plastic containers. And for your skincare products, look for the word parabens in the ingredient list. And if it's got parabens in it, pick a different one. So there are some things that we can do that aren't that big of a deal that mean a lot. And then right. we don't have to completely lose our mind stressing out that we're not perfect. Yeah. None of us are perfect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so if you're listening, pick three things. Pick three things in your household. Three things, maybe it's part of your cosmet- cosmetics. I know one of the things when I was changing, my three things were, first, it was the deodorant. Because deodorant, the number one ingredient is aluminum. I switched over to a natural ingredient, a natural deodorant. Number two was I, I just upgraded my oils. So instead of using like one of those spray bottles, those spray oil butter things, I now use avocado oil or coconut oil or just just upgrade, but take it to the next level. What was the third thing we switched over? The, I think it was one of the cleaners. Just took one of like your basic cleaner and upgraded it a little bit. So you can just take these small minor changes and really reduce your toxic load based off of those minor changes. Now for me, I've, like you mentioned the glass and the plastic containers. I still use plastic. I have a three-year-old and a six-month-old. My three-year-old will climb up anything. I can't go glass. In five, 10 years, I'll go glass. But don't beat yourself up. Like be realistic. Just use, switch out things that you can control, like the cosmetics, like the foods that you're cooking with. Throw in some more cruciferous vegetables so your body can handle it. And really just take that small minor approach one step at a time. And you can really reduce your overall toxic load with that, helping out your hormones in the long run. Super cool. I like that. Three things. That's great advice. Yeah, three things. Then you talked about, I love how you got into the whole body concept because so many times we think, well, I have hot flashes, so I just need estrogen or I have vaginal dryness. So it's definitely a hormone problem. and I only need to worry about my hormones. But in reality, like we started off to begin with, hormones are just one system. They're just one piece of the puzzle. We got to make sure all other systems are working well too, so they can all play happy together. So besides hormones, what would be your other system that you would focus on? Well, I feel like gut health is really, really important for hormone health. And one of the connections we talked about is if you've got the wrong gut microbes, you can absorb more estrogen, or if you're not you know, if you've got constipation, you can absorb more estrogen. But another piece of this is when you've got things going wrong in your gut, which is super, super common. The, whether, all the all of us, all of the above. Yeah. We all have something in our gut that's right. so, not perfect, so nor eat, is it ever going to be. We eat foods that have, you know, not everything we eat is organic. So we eat foods with pesticides that kill off some of the wrong you know, some of our good gut bacteria, too much of the wrong stuff overgrows. We don't absorb our nutrients as well because we've got inflammation on the insides. So now we're deficient in certain vitamins and minerals, or we're eating food like with me and the gluten, right? That you've got a hidden food sensitivity causes inflammation. So 
all of these things cause each other. When you've got the wrong bacteria growing, then your immune system doesn't behave properly. You can develop the food sensitivities. Or if you've got a food sensitivity, you get inflammation, then the wrong bacteria can overgrow and then you don't absorb your nutrients. They all run together. And all these things going on in your gut it's a stress on your system. So you know about the stress you have, you know, your marital stress and financial stress and the pandemic and like all those emotional stresses. And external have. stressors. Yeah. We have That's internal cool. stressors too. You do. And yes. they count. And so when you've got internal stressors, whether it's gut or allergies or back pain or insomnia or vitamin deficiencies or whatever it is, those stresses affect your adrenal glands. Your adrenal gland has to respond with cortisol, and cortisol regulates all your other hormones. So when cortisol is off, it knocks all your other hormones out of whack. So it's really common for women to come in to see me, and they're complaining about the hot flashes, or they can't remember things, or they've got no libido, they can't lose weight, all the things, right? But when we ask, it is super, super common for women to say, yes, I feel bloated. I've got gas. I've got indigestion. I've got constipation. I've got diet. Like there's gut symptoms so, so often. And what they don't realize is a lot of times it was the gut problems that set them up for being the one with the menopausal problems. Because there's women out there, they just shoot right on through menopause. They never have a hot flash. They don't even know what the big deal is. So if you're not feeling good, right, why you? Mm-hmm. And that's when a lot of times we find that it was underlying gut issues that predisposed you. So we can give you, you know, estrogen cream or whatever, but if we don't fix the underlying problems, we don't get the best results. So that's why that whole person approach just really makes so much more sense. Yeah. And then plus we fix your gut so you don't have to feel bloated. Or constipated or diarrhea or all the other acid reflux, all that other fun yeah. stuff too. Can I, can I tell you a quick story about one of my patients? That Please really do. This? We like so, stories. So I remember this patient so well because she, she came in because she's having hormonal symptoms. She was interested in maybe trying some bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. But when she sat down, she's telling me how she's had this terrible diarrhea, like 10 times a day for so many years. And she lived about a 45 minute drive from my office. So she had to look up on the way where the bathrooms were. Go. Where we all I've had heard that. GPS on our phones. Yeah. And she stopped twice because she had diarrhea on the way. And her life was so limited. Like you can imagine, she didn't really want to go to social engagements because, you know, she could have an accident, right? Because if she can't get to the bathroom fast enough or at the grocery store, she'd have to abandon her shopping cart and run. Like it was a big deal. And she'd been to so many gastroenterologists and they'd scoped her, you know, colonoscopies from below and endoscopies from above and this test and that test and these pills and those pills and nothing had worked. And finally, she was just told that she was going to need to learn to live with it and that this anal leakage that she had, right, these accidents, that she just needs to plan for that. So she had sort of given up hope and she was just accepting her life. And then she came in to see me because of the hot flashes. So we ordered her hormone tests, but we talked to her about some pretty simple things while she was at her appointment. We talked about maybe trying to avoid gluten and taking a probiotic, like some just really basic things. And by the time she came back for her hormone test, not only were her hot flashes better, but she was no longer having diarrhea after all these years. But the gastroenterologist, the medical doctors weren't looking at the right root cause. They were looking for They're looking for a diagnosis yeah. or colon cancer. Yeah, they were looking for a diagnosis. They just weren't looking in the right place. 
Yeah. And that's why you switched over to functional medicine. It just It's just a different toolkit. So the tools that functional medicine provides to the right trained doc is a very different toolkit than the Western medicine doc. And we want to be sure that we rule out the UC and the Crohn's and the IBS and the IBD. Rule those things out. But even if you do have them, there is a way to transition and completely change your gut so you don't have to suffer with diarrhea. I've heard that from people too. They have like a 30-minute commute to work and they know every single stop that they can take when this is the issue. Super cool. And like you were saying with your personal story though, like your journey to become educated in functional medicine, like each doctor has to take it upon themselves to be trained. It's not like it's not like you go to medical school and they just give you all the lectures and they give you all the information. This is something that we have to be so passionately about that we spend our own money and get on the plane when we can get on a plane. And you know, we go to these lectures and the courses and we read. So it really takes on top of the quote additional other training that we had to take to get right. the license. This is all extracurricular because we this know the profound class, impact right, it can yeah. have on people's lives. Yeah. Lots of lots of hotel visits, lots of weekend seminars, online courses. I mean, this isn't stuff that we're taught in school. And and there's a reason why it's such a different approach, but why the why, why the approach works so well for so many different people, especially with chronic illness and chronic pain. Now, like I said, if you break your arm, don't you dare walk in front of my office. I'll kick you out and send you to the ER. I, both the options are needed. But when it comes to chronic illnesses and illnesses that nobody can figure out what is the problem, well, that's actually a good thing because now your symptoms don't fall under underneath an umbrella. That umbrella is going to give you a diagnosis, which will then give you a pill to, quote, manage those symptoms for the rest of your life. Now it's like, okay, your body's presenting with symptoms. What's going on? What's causing these? Why? And that's the cool functional medicine approach, which is why you and I do what we do, just on different opposite parts of the country. So Dr. Deb, do you have any final words for us? Talking about hormones, thyroid, if we could do one thing, what would it be? What would be your final words? Yes. So my one thing is to realize that your doctor does not have a pill that's going to fix you. We each need to take charge of our own health and we need to know that it is not normal to feel this way. You do not have to put up with feeling like this, that there are solutions. The solutions are not always covered by your health insurance. The answer is not always found at the bottom of a pill bottle, but you deserve to love the way that you feel. And I believe that living well is the best medicine. Yes. You said your doctor does not have a pill to fix you. Take charge of your health. Do the things that are necessary. Nor does your insurance, nor is your insurance going to cover what's required to truly heal. And I think once we can get jump out of that insurance realm where insurance is dictating the care that we're receiving, now we're truly going to heal. We're truly going to get our lives back and be ourselves again. So your doctor does not have a pill to fix you. Take charge of it on your own. Just have some guidance by the right functional medicine docs. Love it. Um, I know there's going to be one question asked, though. You brought up labs and how to get the right labs. If someone were to say, what lab should I order? What would they be? So there are 
saliva tests and urine tests and blood tests and all different ways to measure women's hormones. There are some tricky things that we have to do if you're still having a menstrual cycle because it needs to be at the right time of your cycle. If you're not having a cycle anymore, it's a little bit easier. But just for simplicity's sake, if you're, if you're starting off by going to your gynecologist or your primary care doctor because that's who you have to work with, the labs that I would suggest if you're looking for menopausal hormones would be an FSH, follicle-stimulating hormone, FSH, estradiol, that's your estrogen level, progesterone. You want a free and total testosterone. So total testosterone and one called free testosterone. Those would be like the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. There's lots more things that I usually like to measure. For example, a vitamin D, because if you're low in vitamin D, that's a risk factor for breast cancer and all sorts of other things. And so we want to make sure that like, once again, we're putting the hormones in a healthy body. I love it. FSH, estradiol, progesterone, free and total T, vitamin D. Those are your basic labs. Just don't go say my testosterone's low and only take testosterone. Get a couple others so you can see a little bit, get more pieces of the puzzle. The more puzzle pieces you can get, the more complete your puzzle can become. Right. Voila. And and I think you're right that if, if somebody goes to see a doctor and what they do is one thing, testosterone pellets as an example, then everybody that, and everybody that walks in their door walks out their door with that one treatment. That's maybe a red flag that that's not the best place. You kind of want somebody who's going to look at the big picture, who has lots of different options, because there's lots of different ways that we can measure hormones, lots of different ways we can give you hormone replacement therapy Mm -hmm. of the bioidentical hormones. So, so shouldn't be a one trick pony. I've mentored some nurse practitioners and it's really hard when they've been, when they've been just protocol, 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 protocol. There's a protocol for any for everything. You give me a diagnosis, I have a protocol. The difference is, is functional medicine is it's, it's personalized medicine. It's taking the individual sitting across the table from you and saying, what do you need? What does your body need to get from point A to point L? Not point B, because point B is what we think that we know, what we think we know we want to go to. Functional medicine, when it's done right, when we approach the whole body, we approach you as a person, as an, as an individual. Now you're going from, I never knew I could feel this good. I never knew that my white lines on my fingernails were actually a zinc deficiency. I, I just thought they were there, that it was just me. So taking right, it from- on your arm, right? Yeah, I used to have those. I cut dairy out and they're gone. I used to like sit in my, and always scratch the backs of my arms. Yeah, just these things that we just don't even notice about ourselves and then all of a sudden are gone. Because the inside of us is a healthy well-being. So much, so good information in the last 45 minutes. Um, If you like this, go follow Dr. Deb. You can find her website. Let me go back to my notes here. Signaturewellness.org. Be sure you get the copy of her book, isityourhormones.com. And like she's, I've seen her multiple times on Good Morning Charlotte. So check out that talk show in the morning. She'll be there probably what once a week now. It seems like <laughs> popular on that. And thank you so much for Deb for um, joining us and sharing us with sharing with us your wealth of knowledge, giving people of all different backgrounds of all different health scenarios hope that this can be in their past and it doesn't have to be their future too. Thanks so much. It was fun. Have you loved what you've learned so far? I hope so. The best compliment you can give me is a referral or a review. 
In fact, if you go and write a review for the podcast and then email healingbeyondthediagnosis at gmail.com, you can get a free 30-day trial inside the HBD tribe. Come see if it's right for you. Thanks.